Welcome to Many Windows, Conversations on Ministry. I'm your podcast host, Julie Taylor, coming to you from Meadville Lombard Theological School in Chicago. In this podcast, I'm speaking with my colleague, Reverend John Coffey. This is part two of a four-part series on student loan repayment. This episode, we're going to talk specifics on income-driven repayment plans. John is the Assistant Director of Financial Aid and Student Services and a Meadville alum. So whether you're getting ready to graduate or were graduated a while ago but are still paying student loans, this episode could have important information for you. Again, it is the second of four podcasts on the topic of federal student loans, and we're going to be specific and dive deep on income-driven repayment plans. Now, student loan repayment is a hot topic right now. Things are changing all the time. John and I recorded this episode on March 20th, 2022. Depending on when you listen to it, some of the details may not still be the same. As you'll hear John say a few times during our conversation, studentaid.gov is the place to go to find the most up-to-date information on student loan repayment. Again, the website to always check in on is studentaid.gov. Enjoy the episode. All right, John, welcome back to the podcast. It is great to have you. And I'm really, uh, I don't know if excited is exactly the word, but I am <laughs> i am happy to be having this conversation because it's an important conversation that needs to continue mm-hmm. along uh, federal loan, uh, student loan repayment. This now is going to be part two, which is a, specifically, we are going to talk for the next few minutes on income-driven repayment plans. So let's do a deep dive. Where should we begin with that? Um, yeah, so I th- I think the place to start is where we started the last uh, podcast episode, and that is um, don't get all your information from this podcast alone. Um, so, and we're talking specifically federal student loans, mm-hmm. not not private student loans. Right. Um, so, for federal student loans, the three places you want to go for official information related to your uh, student loans is going to be studentaid.gov. It's going to be your uh, loan servicer directly or uh, the financial aid office at your school. So this is I, I, I think this series is a great place to kind of get an overview and not feel so overwhelmed and mm-hmm. have some tools in your pocket mm-hmm. for having those conversations. But those three places are going to be where you want to go to, to talk about your situation and your um your federal student loans. Right. And let me just remind folks if they haven't listened to the first episode or if they have forgotten, if you don't know who your student loans, federal student loan servicer is, you can find that at point number one, studentaid.gov. Exactly. Exactly. And and um, if you've done the FAFSA, the free application for federal student aid, you're familiar with that process. Uh, you're, the web, the Login information that you use to access the FAFSA is your federal student aid ID. That's going to be the same username and password that you use to log into studentaid.gov. Oh, good to know. All right. Thanks for that. All right. So income-driven repayment plans. Right. So income-driven repayment plans are uh, something that I feel like everybody knows a little bit of and nobody knows like a, a knows very, very well. And there's a lot of misconceptions and myths out there. Um, so we might and get confusions, into- right? And I've confusions, right? I've been confused by it regularly. I am confused and I've been working, I, I've been in it and then get rejected. And then I'm, ex- then in the same employer, they kick it back. Yeah, so this is confusing. So let's let's dig into this. Absolutely. Um, so, I, and I will say, you know, 
one of the reasons we stress studentaid.gov is uh, because that's going to be where all of this information comes from. So everything we're talking about today comes from a single web page on studentaid.gov that we'll link in the show notes. Um, so at times, I might even be reading directly from the federal student yeah. aid website. So um, basically, uh, income-driven repayment plans are a way for you to control your monthly payments uh, after you graduate. Okay. So you know, the average student, uh, you know, will graduate. There's typically a six-month re- uh, like grace period or forbearance period on your student loans, mm-hmm. and once that six months is up, everyone gets enrolled in a standard kind of 10-year repayment plan. Now, okay. depending on how much student loan debt you have, that could be a very significant payment. Right. Um, that could, I mean, sometimes hundreds or over a thousand dollars a month that oh, you're yeah. that you're paying back. And the income-driven repayment plan is designed to kind of help cushion that blow because what we know is that, you know, depending on the timing of graduation, when somebody is, you know, when their loans go into repayment, they may not necessarily have a job right away that's got steady income, right. or if they do have a job, they may still be in that period where they're trying to kind of build momentum, get settled, and, mm-hmm. and the last thing they want to think about is, you know, a massive student loan payment. That's right. Um, and I should say, we're talking... Um, we're recording this in March of 2022, and right now there's the federal student loan pause of all interest in loan payments. Um, this is what we're talking about is when that is not the case. We're talking about what would happen for um, typical repayment when there wasn't like the national emergency pause right. on all federal student right. loans. And let me let me just let me let me put a pin in this too. We are like you just said, we are recording this in March of 2022 and things could change even based on our conversation today around income-based uh, repayment plans, this could change. So it's always good, depending on if you're watching, the, listening to this in the future, uh, y- you will want to go to studentaid.gov and find out what is the reality for your the time that you are listening to this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so all of that said, all of those disclaimers out of the way, we're mm-hmm. talking uh, income-driven repayment plans. And basically, an income-driven repayment plan sets your monthly student loan payment or payments, depending on how many loans or loan servicers you have, it sets your monthly student loan payments at an amount that is intended to be affordable based on your income and family size. Mm-hmm. Um, there are currently four income-driven repayment plans uh, available for federal student loans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are usually based off of your discretionary income. Now that is a that is a specific defined term, um, and basically discretionary income is defined as the amount of an individual's income that is left over for spending, investing, and saving after you've paid your taxes, after you've paid for personal necessities such as shelter, food, clothing, bills, those types of things. Whatever's left over, that is what's referred to as your discretionary income. Okay. Now, the next question is, okay, how do you determine what your discretionary income is? Mm-hmm. Well, the website, the, the webpage that we will link uh, shows uh, all four of those different income-driven repayment plans, and it, and it defines how that specific plan defines your discretionary income. Okay, good. So, so we'll talk about that in just a moment. Um, 
I'm going to name the four different repayment plans and talk about them kind of generally. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it does a whole lot of good to get too much into the details on mm -hmm. what each one is, mm -hmm. but just know that there's options out there. So, yeah. well, this is one of those things where f f any anybody that's working on this, the, the circumstances of all of our uh, uh, circumstances of all of our contexts and all of our student loan repayment piece is going to be different. And so this is general. These are just places we're trying to make it a little easier and a little more streamlined to be and understandable when you when you're going onto these websites, what can you find, uh, where to look, and then this really is, it's it's really up to to each one of us to do our own work around this for our own uh, repayment options. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and so it's kind of an alphabet soup too, which adds to that kind <laughs> of, which adds to that kind of uh, uh, confusion. So mm -hmm. the, the four types, and I'll, I'll break down these, these acronyms, but there's the repay plan, the pay plan, the IBR plan, and the ICR plan. Mm -hmm. And those are all, they, those all have names that sound very similar. So you've yes. got the revised pay as you earn plan, uh, the revised pay as you earn repayment plan. You've got the pay as you earn repayment plan. You've got income-based repayment plan and income-contingent repayment plan. Okay. And you don't have to know all the specifics of those. Just know that the differences between them is going to be a couple different things. So the differences between them will be set at a percentage of your discretionary income. Okay. So the revised pay-as-you-earn plan, for example, is uh, generally 10% of your discretionary income. Okay. So you can kind of see like the, the idea of pay as you earn is that like as you earn more money, those payments are going to go up relative okay. to what you're earning, those types of things. And each plan's going to have a little bit different percentage mm -hmm. um, or they might have uh, different periods of time. So the revised pay as you earn um, can range anywhere from 20 to 25 years. Okay. Um, and that's kind of the standard for all four of these. It's going to be 20 to 25 years. Okay. Now, so if you if you kind of do the math, you can kind of tell right there that like, you know, depending on the size of your loan and depending on how much you're paying back every month, 20 to 25 years may or may not pay off the amount that you have, particularly right. if you're just making the minimum monthly payment that you can. Right. Um, so. Right. Because interest doesn't stop. Right. Interest keeps accruing. Right. Um, and it's possible that you get on one of these income driven repayment plans and the amount that you're paying every month is not even enough to cover the interest that's right. accruing on these loans. Right. So, so that's where the, the term limit comes in. That's why this is such an attractive thing for lots of folks is that it's 20 to 25 years. And the, this is a common misconception. So what I'm about to say is not necessarily true. It has a big asterisk. Um, after 20 to 25 years, you've made the qualifying payments, your student loans are forgiven. Mm. That's the common that's the common belief out there, mm -hmm. and and your student loans are forgiven, um, but the big asterisk there is that it has accompanying it what's known as a tax bomb, mm. and the tax bomb is basically that whenever you reach that limit of twenty to twenty five years, whatever amount gets forgiven in that tax year. So let's say you know twenty years from now it's twenty forty two, you still owe twenty thousand dollars on your federal student loan. Mm -hmm. In the tax year 2042, when that 20,000 is forgiven, that 20,000 gets added on top of your adjusted gross income for 2042. And you pay taxes on that as if you had earned mm -hmm. that amount of income. Mm -hmm. And so that's 
that's kind of the big takeaway that I would say for folks with the um, income-driven repayment plans is that it's designed to be kind of a short-term solution for a long-term strategy okay. in that you want to be thinking about how much you're going to be paying and you want to be looking at options for uh, getting the loan balance down as quickly as possible. Now, okay. some folks that may not be available right after graduation and it might right. take a couple years to build up that momentum. Right. Um, but just keep in mind that while you're on one of these income driven repayment plans, your loans are still going to be accruing interest and you're still going to be um, you're still going to be looking at, you know, a growing loan balance or something like that. Um, and that's just that's something you want to keep in mind. OK. All right. Good. So what, what's the next piece that we need to jump into here? So I think, um, you know, a question that a lot of people have is, you know, like, uh, it, am I eligible for income driven repayment plan? Mm -hmm. And the short answer is that if your loans are in good standing, um, meaning you haven't defaulted on any of your student loan payments, um, and that's a that's another podcast <laughs> episode that we can do down the road. But um, assuming all of your federal student loans are in good standing, typically the answer is yes, you're eligible. Um, the process for applying is going to be to contact your um, loan servicer. Mm -hmm. And you find out who your loan servicer is. If you don't already know, you go to studentaid.gov or you go to your uh, directly to your loan servicer's website. Mm -hmm. I find it easier to sometimes just call my loan servicer than to try and find like the exact place on their website where I'm supposed to download what form and whatnot. Okay. Because, because there's, this is also a benefit of a lot of federal student loans is that there are behaviors that loan servicers have to follow. So like if you call them and you ask for an email follow-up on the, on a, you know, on the phone call, uh -huh. they're required to follow up with the specific information hey, in writing okay. that you've asked for. So, so it's, you know, there's, there's those kinds of protections too. But um, so if you, if you, you know, don't want to navigate your loan servicers website, um, give them a call, give them a call and All just right. say, how do I, how do I qualify for this? Okay. Um, so that's something to know. Um, the other thing I would say, and, 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 you know, I think that's kind of a, we're reaching information saturation here for, for uh, all of this, but uh, once you are on an income driven repayment plan, one of the things you have to do every year is you have to certify your mm -hmm. income. Yep. Uh, most of the time, that's just a form that you fill out giving your servicer permission to pull your information from the IRS. Okay. And that's a pretty straightforward process. Um, that's and, the, like, it's like a two page form that you fill out and your employer, somebody at your, where at your job signs. Um, so not necessarily, not for income driven repayment plans. Not for income driven, um, you're, okay. You're thinking, I think you might be thinking about the public service loan okay. forgiveness. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Good. Thank but you. Good example. Like good example of how like all of this is so confusing. Yeah. Like, and you know, there's so much overlap. But for income-driven repayment plans, you basically just fill out a form that says, I'm recertifying my income. And um, at that time, they reevaluate. And, and once a year, that's when they assess what your loan payment will be. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. You're reminding me that I have to do all this stuff right now. <laughs> I and your loan servicer, if you're once you get on one of these plans, your loan servicer will remind you too. Um, you know, that's that's another reason that it's good to just like know what your logins are, know what their websites are, because, you know, it, I as much as I hate to like go in and be reminded of my outstanding student loan debt, um, it's worth it just to go in and check once a month just to make sure there's no like alerts or anything to, okay. be, to be aware of. Good to know. Um, 
So basically, you've got all of these income-driven repayment plans. They're designed to make it easier, more affordable to make your federal student loan payments. Um, you know, we'll link to a web page that goes into the details of each one of these four, excuse me, each one of these four plans. Great. Um, you know, and depending depending on what your income is and what your ability to to repay is, you know, it it may make more sense to just be on the standard repayment plan because mm. then you know you're going to pay them off in a certain amount of time, and mm -hmm. you know it's you're not having to worry about accruing interest because a right. standard repayment plan is going to um, is going to have your balance be zero at the end of 10 years. Gotcha. And and if you're in a position, and not everybody is, but if mm -hmm. you're in a position where that's that's doable, mm -hmm. then that's the better way to go because then you don't have to worry about tax bomb, loan mm -hmm. forgiveness, any of mm -hmm. that stuff. Mm -hmm. You don't have to okay. certify your you don't have to certify your income or anything like that. Right. Um the only other thing I would say, um, and I hesitate to, I like, I almost don't want to to mention this because it's it's a whole can of worms. Um, but you're going to anyway, but aren't I'm you? Going I can to tell. Anyway. I can hear I it know. in your voice. <laughs> and and this may be because it applies applies to me, and it's something I've dealt with. Um, one of the things to keep in mind with an income driven repayment plan, particularly if you are married mm -hmm. and you file jointly, mm, um, this is a good one. I know what you're coming at. Yep, this is a good yep. one. You you have to share your income information, not just uh, your personal income information, but your spouse's income information as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and you have to certify every year and your spouse has to give permission for your loan servicer to pull that information as well. Right. Um, now, it, it's important to know that unless your spouse is a co-signer of one of your loans, just certifying the enrollment Mm -hmm. or excuse me, just certifying the, the income every year mm -hmm. is not the same as your spouse taking responsibility for those loans. Okay, good to know. So yeah, income- It's in basically just giving per giving giving the loan servicer permission to um, like see what your spouse's income is just mm -hmm. to confirm that like you're not hiding assets or something by being able to, you know, put get the income in one side or the other, right? Like that, it, it's just about them being able to see it, not not making them responsible for the loans. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, now, if, if there's all sorts of other caveats and things like that, and that's another reason to talk about your to talk about your situation with your loan servicer, right, um, or with your school. Um, but I think that's that's kind of the long and short of income-driven repayment plans. Uh, it applies to just some general information. It applies to pretty much any federal student loan, um, subsidized loans, unsubsidized loans, plus loans, and even federal consolidation loans, which we'll do a, another another mm -hmm. episode on shortly. Okay. Um, and and undergraduate, graduate, like those pieces don't all of it. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, and, and so I mentioned that to say that uh, it's possible to, uh, you want to make sure that you're contacting all of your loan servicers. Ah, thank you. About these, uh, you know, unless, unless you have a consolidation loan where all of your loans are in one loan, you know, just because you're on an income driven repayment plan with one of your loans doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be on one for all of them. So you ah, want to make sure you're contacting all of contacting them. all of them and giving all of the information you need to to all of your loan servicers. Great. And that's that's a good place to do a teaser for reasons that it might be worth 
doing a federal consolidation loan. That's right. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. And that episode will be coming in this uh, four-part series on repaying federal student loans. So this has been part two on income-driven repayment plans. Anything else we need to catch in? Or are we pretty good here with this? Uh uh, no, just, uh, you know, first step in an income-driven repayment plan, contact your loan servicer, ask as many questions as you have the patience for, because um, <laughs> that that is going to be that is going to be your tool here is uh, all getting as much information as you can. Um, and then and then asking them what the process is for getting your loans on that income-driven repayment plan. Great. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate this conversation. This is a good one. We're going to do some more deep dives, and this has been a helpful one. Uh, so thanks, John Coffey. Uh, and uh, I'm excited, excited, uh, looking for, I don't know, excited? Yes, excited <laughs> to learn about the next piece in part three. Uh, because all these topics as confusing, for me at least, this stuff gets very confusing. And so being able to have kind of someone to to explain it a little better and somebody that I trust explaining to it a little more rather than, oh, I'm going to call this loan servicer and what are they going to right. tell me? Are they going to really tell me if I'm eligible? This, that it's good to hear that actually there are some requirements. If you call, they are required to do uh, uh, certain things as a result of a phone call or as a result of an email. That's really good to know too. Yes. Um, so I appreciate this conversation and uh, we're going to get to do some more deep dives. Absolutely. And, and I know we said it last episode, but I'll say it this episode as well. Um, even if you're if you're a Meadville student or not, if mm-hmm. you've recently graduated or not, um, I am happy to talk with anybody about next steps or where to go or where to start. So mm-hmm. if you, you know, if you if you've reached out to studentaid.gov or you've reached out to your servicer or even if you haven't, I'm happy to meet with you and talk about you know where you can find the information you needed to get you need to okay. get started. Well, and you know I, this also probably then bears repeating as well. For those, you know, some of us have been out of school a long time, and some of us have been rejected by income-driven repayment plans in the past, uh, you know, or, uh, yeah, I didn't think we were eligible. It is, this is the time. Right now is the time to re-engage this process because you may be eligible and uh, things, you may be eligible for things you didn't know you were eligible for. Mm -hmm. So now is the time to re-engage this process. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Well, thanks a lot, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening. Many Windows, Conversations on Ministry is production of Meadville Lombard Theological School. Theme music is Destination by Just Thea. This episode is produced by Julie Taylor, and as always, a special thank you to Tomo Hilbo.